Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. We are back in the saddle, Brian. We are. I'm in a different saddle. I'm in my sister's old room in my mom's house in Orange County, and it's hot, but it's a saddle. It is a saddle. It is a saddle. Well, yeah. I want to start off today with a uh, a class action roundup here. Well, it's a roundup right. of one of one story, <laughs> but <laughs> short roundup. It is a short roundup. Uh, our friend Brian Blondell got a check from the Yahoo class action lawsuit, and I was surprised. It was for sixty one dollars. Hey, that's that's getting that's getting close to uh, the ex CEO's paycheck. Yeah. So. <laughs> The couple million dollars for running a company into the ground check. Yeah, there you go. Yep. There you go. Uh, but that just shows that you have to sign up for these things. We tell well, you all the time, yes. sign up. Even if it's a dollar, you got to sign up. I signed up for this one, too. I haven't gotten any money yet. Maybe they're going alphabetical. <laughs> oh, that could be, yeah. <laughs> or it might be waiting for you when you get home in Canada. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I think it's just going into my PayPal account. That's what uh, everything does these days, right? Uh, he got a physical check. He sent me a photo of it. Wow. Which I then you took all the numbers from, it. hijacked it. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I did. Printed it out, flipped it over, and deposited it. Thank you, Brian. There you go. Uh, well, I got some uh, some updated news from Elizabeth Holmes. Her prison sentence was quietly reduced by two years, according to what? Bureau of Prison Records. She was uh, originally sentenced to 11 years and three months for, well, we all know what she did. Not good. Uh, the Bureau has not provided additional information for why her projected release date was shortened, but its site says an inmate's good behavior, substance abuse program completion, and time credits they receive for activities and programs they've completed can result in a lessened sentence. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but she had bought a one-way ticket for just herself, not her children or her husband, out of the country, which signifies to me flight risk. Also, yeah. she's been in jail for, what, a hot second? So yeah. I don't really see the good behavior coming into play here yet. This seems to be a white person thing. I really don't know. Uh, but uh, Sonny Balwani's uh, sentence was also reduced. So Okay, so not a I white said, person thing. Not a white person thing. Just, gotta, just want to make that very clear there. But uh, A rich person thing. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it might be oh, wait, a rich. Oh, wait, they're not rich they're not because rich. they, they claim no money. they're broke and they can't pay anybody back for defrauding them. Uh, maybe this is hmm. just a California's got too many inmate thing. Yeah, well, I'd rather a couple uh, people still in jail for pot from 1980 get out than these people. In the news. We have a new player in the world of AI. Yes, Elon Musk has thrown his dick into the ring. <laughs> Since he's mm. so big on pulling it out nowadays. I why did not? see those tweets. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he's such yes. a fucking man child. No, they all are. They all are. So he says, today we announced the formation of XAI. The goal of XAI is to understand the true nature of the universe. 42. Saved you some time. Give me all the money. <laughs> well, it's I just want to mention really quickly that I've been trying to keep up with my uh, tweeting back to anything I see from Elon from the Grumpy Old Geeks uh, uh, Twitter account with poop. And uh, for the announcement, I was going to do 42 poops, but I got too lazy. Okay. You know, you can copy and paste that stuff. I know, but yeah. 
There was a beer in front of me. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. And it says, they go on to say, we are a separate company from X Corp, but will work closely with X or Twitter, Tesla, and other companies to make progress towards our mission. What the fuck are you? Twitter's doing? been rebranded as X now. Yeah, That's remember? New. Remember? Tw- no, it's not new. You're the one that actually posted that story. Twitter huh. doesn't exist anymore. They That's, changed. The corp- oh, yes, the corporate. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. That's right. So. All right. Well, can't wait. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I can't wait until he's figured out that the uh, purpose of life is to replace your customer service with poop emojis. Oh, yes. Well, we'll get to some more of that. And not pay your bills. <laughs> not pay your bills. I did see one come through this morning that uh, I didn't even bother putting in the show notes. He owes $500 million to all the employees that he uh, fired. You mean all the ones that are working over at Threads now? Yeah, exactly. That was that was his other thing. He's what he's going to sue them for hiring people he fired. Yeah, that's that's the new thing. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, Elon. Yeah, even though Threads is actually a pre-existing product from 2019, I believe, actually 2017 to 2019, something around there. They've been anyway, working on it for a long time. Yes, and it it was live, and then it failed, and then they pulled it, and now it's back. But we'll get to that one in a second because yes. Elon is warning the Chinese government that uh, you know AI could take over the country, and they oh. believe him. So, okay. yeah. Um, can we pull his visas at any point, or do we just let him go? I don't know. I guess he's actually a citizen, so we're stuck with uh, him. Fuck. Damn. <laughs> at least he can't run for president. Mm. There is that. Although at this point, I don't even think he could make it. So <laughs> we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, now, just to get into this shit pile of Twitter news here, we'll make this quick. Twitter has started ad revenue sharing with their verified creators. Basically, anybody who signs up for Blue and has over 5 million tweet impressions each month for the last three months, they can get a cut of the, cut of the money. Okay. Which, what uh, money? Well, apparently there's a decent <laughs> amount here. Uh, this uh, one guy, Brian Krasenstein, He's got about 750,000 followers. He claims that Twitter paid him $24,000. So. I'd never heard of him before, and he shows up in my uh, not not the following feed, the whatever feed, like all the time now. Oh, uh, the uh, recommended for you bullshit? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I like this. At, uh, I don't know who Farzad Mezbahi is. I'm going to butcher that name every time. Uh, he tweeted, the more haters you have in your replies, the more money you'll make on Twitter. And of course, Elon replied, "Poetic justice." It's like, no, it's not poetic justice. No. It's a, it is the symptom of a shit platform. Yes, it is. It is a dumpster fire, not poetic justice. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, go ahead, because I got to follow up on your follow up. Okay, this one. This one's pretty much just a great headline. Twitter is trying to fix the verified DM spam problem it created. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is true. Uh, DM spam is way up, and uh, now they're trying to actually fix that because this was this is a reversal from a change Musk recently endorsed that allowed paid Twitter Blue subscribers to direct message any user regardless of following status. He said that this would cut down on AI bots, and remarkably, the exact opposite happened. <laughs> He's got a bunch more spam. <laughs> <Yep>. Great. Great. <laughs> so... 
you know, now that they're rolling out these programs where if you sign up for Twitter Blue and you have a bunch of followers, you mm-hmm. can get paid. The mm-hmm. problem is on programs like that, you have to have a healthy and robust ecosystem for anybody to give a shit that that really wants to, you know, make a career out of it. But when you Elon isn't even turning on the sprinklers in the backyard, he is literally shitting all over your tent in the backyard and saying, do you like it yet? Do you like it yet? Am I doing good? Am I doing good? It's it's ridiculous. But uh, I mean, it's just the hits keep on coming because just like your headline was was really good. I got I got one better. I got one better for you. Taliban leader endorses Elon Musk's Twitter over new rival threads. Oh, well, that's that's you want to put that on your front page. Kind of says it all right there, doesn't it? It really kind of does. You know, when I read that and I, I, I read the article, I'm just like I, I deleted all my tweets and I have not looked at it since. I, I am I I'm like, look, there comes a point where you have to say fucking no. I've you said know, no many times, but this really kind of takes the cake. When you when the Taliban, the most evil motherfuckers on the planet says good enough for us. You know, I, 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 I'm with you. That that isn't the straw that broke this particular camel's back. For me, it was when when I realized I have three distinct Twitter like services on my phone now. Yeah. I have Twitter which is vaguely Twitter-like these days. Uh-huh. Not not really much anymore, thanks, Elon. Yeah. Uh, I've got Blue Sky, yep. and I've got Threads. And I'm like, I hate all three of these. Well, it's, I'm done. It's, I'm done. It, you have to pick which billionaire you like least. That is literally what it comes down to now. Which billionaire do you like But I don't do like, like any the of them. <laughs> I, I think I'm or opting out. Least, I'm say. leaning out, Jason. Well, then you got to install Mastodon. No, <laughs> no. The, I forgot there's a fourth one. I just never bothered with that one. Yeah. Uh, but I do have some good Elon news. Uh, researchers have found evidence of organic matter on Mars. Go explore. <laughs> Investigate, Elon. Maybe yeah. it's a potato. <laughs> Maybe it's a potato. <laughs> now, some AI news. Some. Because, yeah, some. There we go. Uh, Bill Gates has thrown his hat into the ring, and uh, he wrote an article called The Risks of AI Are Real But Manageable. I would like to point out that Bill Gates did not threaten the CEO of ChatGPT with a cage fight or whipping out his cock. Uh, yet. Isn't it nice? <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this kind of reminds me of some constructive doomerism. He's like, okay. yeah, it could be bad, but we've been down this road before, and we kind of know how to deal with it. So maybe... You know, maybe we just kind of let it run its course and we figure it out as we go along. Kind of like they did with uh, with that initial uh, Twitter uh, AI that they unleashed on the world that instantly became violently racist. I mean, they did shut it down. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they do know how to handle it. Yeah, the Microsoft bot. um, I can't remember her name. I can't either, but... Yeah, I think Bill was gone by then, but he's probably got a few bits of stock left, so I'm sure he's got a little pull somewhere. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think I think they would take a call from Bill Gates. I think they would, too. I think most people would. Well, the FTC has finally said, enough is enough. We shall investigate. Because they've got such a great track record lately. They're doing grand, the FTC. I am going to ask how one investigates a black box. I guess you look at the logs for the training data. Well, that's true. That's and you fair. follow the lawsuits. <laughs> that's ah. what you have to do. Follow the lawsuits. All right. Well, good for you, FTC. I, I, I think, well, th- there needs to be scrutiny on these systems. There's no doubt about that. So mm-hmm. g- have at it. Yeah. Uh, we'll, see what, we'll see what they come up with at this point. Um, but 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the one thing I didn't also put in the news here is that uh, there, the FTC's argument against the Microsoft Blizzard or Microsoft Activision deal yeah. um, got shot down. So hopefully they will get that done in the next couple of days. I think they got four days to lock that thing together. Okay. So Very we'll succession-esque things yeah. going on right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I, I think that's a good one for at least United States companies, because like I said, Sony is you got you, you got Sony on that side. You have to have some balance in the force somewhere, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with it. I'm fine with it. Yeah, believe it or not. Um, we're waiting on the UK's uh, decision on that merger, though. So there's going to be a couple little tweaks over there. But Are we really paying attention to the UK at this point after Brexit and their economy falling apart and everybody being miserable there? Screw them. Well, that's the only place in Europe that threads can can be loaded. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Because the rest of Europe's like, no, 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 Mark, 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 Mark. Let me explain something to you. Although at the same time, they just approved this new data privacy framework that lets Facebook and Google share data back and forth with their European servers and their U.S. servers. And this is what just threw me for a loop. The commission concluded that the United States provides an adequate level of protection for personal data comparable to that of the EU. <laughs> what? The, the commission does? is the commission is fucking high. The commission <laughs> is apparently owned by the CIA okay. because <laughs> Yeah, there there are I mean California has tried to pass a few laws. We have we have we have a smattering a, a patchwork of a semi-decent privacy laws but nothing that's national this is ridiculous of course we don't have the same level of protection i I can guarantee you that i know that from building and and working on the internet right now right now if we only had to worry about the u.s we would have nothing gdp (laughs) gdpr is is hard to implement and do properly so that is a load of shit yeah, and I like this. Privacy activist Max Schrems plans to challenge the latest deal, citing the need for changes in U.S. surveillance law. Good luck with that one, Max. Yeah. Good good luck. In, in breaking news, Max Schrems cannot be found. <laughs> he is no uh, longer on Twitter. Interesting. Yeah. And here's a new one from OpenAI. They are introducing super alignment. It's a new team that they're trying to put together. And they say, we need scientific and technical breakthroughs to steer and control AI systems much smarter than us. To solve this problem within four years, we're starting a new team co-led by blah, 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 and blah, 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 dedicating <laughs> 20% of the compute we've secured to date to this effort. We're looking for excellent ML researchers and engineers to join us. Well, why wouldn't you be looking for AI engineers and researchers to join you if if ai is everything why are you looking for ml uh, i gave up that battle i know i know i just <laughs> that was that actually just popped out at me i'm like oh god that's funny uh so basically what they're trying to do is build in fact checking into Good. these things yeah yeah so in four years after the the you know everything has been destroyed uh, who fact it. checks the fact checkers that's my question yeah well in the next article i have here <laughs> <laughs> this is an article that was a collaboration between the New York Magazine and The Verge called AI is a lot of work. And it comes back to everything I've been saying since this whole shit started. AI is still people. They yep. have farms of people. Basically, it's Morlock GPT is what it is. We have, you know, farms of people over in Africa who are being trained to train the AIs and say, yep, that's a cat. Yep. That's a dog. That's that's a horse. <laughs> and I'm sure as far as fact checking goes, 
I was thinking about this this morning. They can't just have one-offs. You know, like if I sit there and call a dog a cat and a cat a dog, they have to have multiple layers of people checking these things. So you probably get like, you know, a proficiency score and things like that. At least in my world, that's how I hope things would be. This entire podcast is us explaining how we never would have built things the way that they were actually built and put out there, Jason. This so is true. I'm 100% sure that they didn't do the proper things that you and I would have done. That's right. Okay, so we're at least still on brand. Yes, we are. <laughs> well, the honeymoon phase may actually be over with these things. Uh, the Washington Post has reported that the uh, chat GPT app saw its first dip in user numbers last month. In fact, mobile and desktop traffic to the bot's website shrank by nearly 10% globally in June, notwithstanding BuzzFeed putting their entire c- company on there. <laughs> and CNET uh, and... <laughs> Downloads of the bot's iPhone app have also declined, which, I mean, I just think that the people that are into it have tried it and are, they're Everybody's either into got it or they're not. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's kind of it. So uh, we'll see. I, another popular AI chatbot, character.ai, also saw its engagement levels decline in June. So they're basically throwing shit at the wall trying to figure out what's going on. They don't know. And basically it's, I think it's just what we think. It's, it's people have, people have given it a go and some people are using it and find it useful. And a lot of people think it's just dumb. So, well, there's also a lot of bifurcation coming on with all of these different, uh, uh, everybody's using the APIs instead of just going to chat GPT itself. Like uh, it's it's baked into everything. Now it's baked into Adobe. It's baked into Bing. It's baked into your fucking toaster app. It's probably baked into your, your, (laughs) your, your app controlled bed, Jason. (laughs) Could be, could be. Um, I was checking out Poe the other day because they're, uh, they're using some of the new anthropic models, uh, which are more up to date than, um, you know, the chat GPT stuff. And uh, was it the right. 4.0 version of you say up to date? I say less tested. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's like saying new hires and fresh talent and, you yes. know, all that stuff. Yeah. But now with less guardrails. <laughs> I love it though, because at least you get up to date wrong information. This this is the wrongest in, the wrongest latest information that we could possibly give you. That's great. That's just such a good tagline. <laughs> oh, it's still wrong, but it's freshly wrong. It's freshly wrong. Freshly wrong. Oh, so somebody leaked. Uh, oh, apparently, um, OpenAI had some kind of conference call with some folks, and uh, they leaked some of their information or they they posted some of their information on what it took to train GPT-4 and mm-hmm. it was behind a paywall and somebody said I can copy and paste <laughs> and <laughs> leaked it out and then that got taken down but thank god for the internet because now we can find out exactly what this thing takes to train holy jiminy jeepers <laughs> I have a fantasy that we pull back a, we pull back a big giant curtain like the wizard of oz and it's just Elon Musk with his neuralink <laughs> Playing pong with his brain. <laughs> oh God! Uh, like OpenAI's training flops for GPT-4 is uh, on approximately twenty-five thousand A100s, which are GPUs, for ninety to one hundred days at about a thirty-two percent to sixty-two percent MFU, which I believe is uh, util- utilization across the uh, the hardware, which is pretty low. And it says part of this is extremely low utilization due to an absurd amount of number of failures requiring checkpoints that need to be restarted from. So all those NVIDIA, that's how NVIDIA is making their money. They're selling them like faulty GPUs that keep burning out and they have to keep replacing them. (laughs) And you thought crypto was bad for the environment. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's great. Uh, so uh, the the main thing here is that uh, where's that cost? Okay, if their cost in the cloud was about one dollar per A one hundred hour, the training cost for this run alone would be about sixty three million dollars. Mm-hmm. So that ten billion dollars from Microsoft, you know, that's yeah. you know that's a, that's why they need that much money, and the rest of it is to run all this stuff for future stuff and everybody hitting it every two seconds, or not every two seconds, every two hundred thousand times a second. Yeah. Um, but here, here's the other interesting thing: is the cost is point zero zero four nine cents per one thousand tokens. So that's actually, you know, that's a decent business model once you earn back that $63 million, you know, on that $20 a month we're paying. We're definitely, you know, probably doing about a quarter's worth of compute, even if you're like whacking the shit out of it. So Yeah, that is a totally decent uh, business model provided you don't care about morality or ethics or the planet. Brian, we're talking tech here, bro. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry, well, I thought I was on a decent business podcast for a second. And and still, as much as as much as you know, we're we're burning down the the rainforest with training these things. It's still not as bad as Bitcoin. That's it's true. It's not anywhere near as bad as Bitcoin. So that's true. Yeah, I thought so. they were going to fix that Bitcoin problem. Eh, not enough uh, money in it anymore. They've they all fixed, pivoted. Yeah, they fixed it in Ethereum. So. You know, if you want to go buy an NFT, <laughs> <laughs> oh, not God. not a lot of GM tweets anymore. <laughs> oh. I still see a few. I still see a few, and they just make me make me chuckle over my coffee. I'm like you morons. Oh God! But most of them are rich morons. So who's the idiot? I guess. Oh, fuck. Uh, they made their money from other <laughs> things. That's anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. Maybe you and I will get some of this uh, trickle-down effect of AI because uh, Google's medical AI chatbot is already being tested in hospitals. Wait, what? Keyword <laughs> tested. I'm, I'm happy about that. No, keyword for me is already. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Is anybody telling anyone that this is yeah. happening? I, I wonder if there's consent on this or if they're just taking... <laughs> One of our other favorite things, uh, air quotes, anonymized data. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm. oh, it says uh, the Wall Street Journal reports customers testing MedPalm 2 will control their data, which will be encrypted and Google won't have access to it. Sure. Right. Sure. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we've, we've read this book before, guys. <laughs> yes, Sorry. We have. We've read this book before. All right. Yeah, if that's not scary enough, the U.S. military is doing the same goddamn thing. Well, shit, game over. <laughs> the only well, was the only winning move is not to play. Yeah. I've seen that movie too. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, some decent uh, good news on this front. Sarah Silverman is suing OpenAI and Meta over copyright infringement. Alongside novelists Christopher Golden and Richard Cadre, they filed a pair of complaints against OpenAI and Meta. Uh, they basically are alleging that the firms trained their large language models on copyrighted materials, including works they published without obtaining consent, which is exactly what they did. Mm. So good. Sue them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah. all you can do. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I hope this goes well. I hope this actually uh, wins. Let's see. I mean, because these things are just out there scraping everybody's stuff. They say they aren't, but they are. I mean, yeah. God, they've got a. They've got a better. Uh, they've got better downloads and access to Sweden than we do. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, the thing now is though they're running out of shit to scrape. 
They're, they're, they're having to buy. <laughs> well, this more is when it starts now. to feed on itself, right? It's just going to start scraping the ones the the, the, sh- the shit the other AIs are shitting out. Yeah, that's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago about yep. model model collapse. Yep, that's but where we're headed. Yeah, we're headed there, and they're also. Uh, I think they're going to start blocking new things coming in and actually buying old corpuses of data that are out there. So right. we'll see how that goes. But we're going to get to the point where everything has been trained upon <laughs> that is, you know. I can't wait until the AI starts spitting up back things in old English. <laughs> oh, God. I'd like to buy some ads. Well, that'll be three thruppence, sir. <laughs> I can't wait for Shakespeare bot. This is going to be the yeah. best thing ever. Well, isn't that bard? Is it that Bard? It should be, yeah. I don't know if you've tried Bard, but that shit's incomprehensible. No, <laughs> it's, I, it's... I've, I've, I've so tuned out on these things. I, I'm done with Twitter clones and I'm done with AI right now. Uh, I, I still use AI every day. And uh, as far as I can tell, Bard is definitely the also ran of the group still. You know right. why? Because they're trying to do it right, I guess. I think and, so. And, and they knew Except... it wasn't ready. Yes, they know it's not ready yet. Oh. Okay, well. Yeah. We'll see. Being good doesn't pay. Yeah. I did try the Poe uh, AI, the one that's from Quora, mm-hmm. the one that's using uh, the new Anthropic models, and uh, it's actually pretty good. It's, there, it was is... a f- there was a female artist named Poe that came out in the 90s, like the Alanis Morissette mm-hmm. uh, era, and every time I hear Poe, I, I hear that screeching single of verse. I never liked it. Oh. Uh, I Anyways. think of uh, Altered Carbon and the AI that ran the hotel. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. But I, when we first started, when ChatGPT first came out, I was having all of our ad copy rewritten in the voice of Edgar Allan Poe. It was pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> we should use some of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Well, I did. I used it a lot on Twitter, which I don't use anymore. So oh, okay. if you there find you me a new, I'm not going to post it on threads. Fuck that noise. Oh, God. Um Back to Meta for one last time here. Uh, Meta Platforms tops the list of UK payment scams. So they're saying that when it comes to payment scams, Facebook, not Bitcoin, is right at the top of the list. Right. Okay. That makes sense, actually. Well, if you're stealing money from old people, where do all the old people go now? Facebook. Perfect. Well, speaking of stealing money from people, Celsius founder Alex Mashinsky has been arrested and charged with fraud. Now, Celsius is one of these crypto companies, of course. Oh, okay. I was going to say I prefer Fahrenheit myself because I'm, I'm a United Statesian. Well, but, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, he and his company are being uh, independently sued by three, count them, three government agencies, the FTC, the CFTC, and the SEC. Uh, they are alleging that he misled customers regarding the nature of his company, i.e. all crypto companies do that, <laughs> yeah. making it seem like a bank when it was actually a high-risk investment fund. You know, when we initially said said the only real use case for crypto was for criminals, I didn't think it would be the people running the companies. Oh, I totally did. Come on. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crime all the way down. It's almost like you can't find a legit crypto company out there, Jason. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder... <laughs> Wonder what's up with that? I just like that. I've never heard of the CFTC. Are they making up new branches of government just to sue these guys? Or is that the Crypto Federal Trade Commission? Never or? heard of it either. I hope so. Okay. That'd be great. And speaking of Celsius and Canadians, I, I had to throw this one in there because this is just great. A Canadian judge has ruled that the popular thumbs up emoji not only can be used as a contract agreement, but is just as valid as an actual signature. Beautiful. I do not believe this is going to stand up if it goes to higher court, but I do like this theory. <laughs> this is a, involves a grain buyer sending out a mass text to drum up clients and a farmer agreeing to sell 86 tons of flax for around $13 per bushel. 
I don't know if that's the going rate, but you know, there you go. The buyer texted a contract agreement to the farmer and asked for the farmer to confirm receiving the contract. He issued a thumbs up emoji as receipt of the document, but backed out of the deal after the flax prices increased. Now, see, I think this is bullshit because the thumbs up was only confirming that he received it, not agreeing to the contract. Right. Yeah. I'm not, that, that I'm not down with this, uh, this, uh, judges agree, uh, uh, findings here. That's that's bullshit. Yeah, that's not an execution of contract. That is a confirm confirming of receipt. That's exactly yes. what it is. Yes, I got yeah. it. You know. Yep, got it. Thumbs up. I'll read it and uh, then figure it out. That's yeah. it. So. And, and I'll send you something back on DocuSign where you actually sign it and date it, and there's an escrow company in the middle that checks that. Thumbs up I'm, on an emoji. I am waiting to find out what the legal arrangement is for the poop emoji that I've been using extensively for Elon, though. <laughs> I, I might know. be in some trouble. You might be. Hey there. Let me tell you about Factor, the meal delivery service that's making eating better a total breeze. I've been trying their ready-to-eat meals for over a week now, and let me just say they've leveled up my lunch game like nobody's business. As someone who's been living off microwave meals for years, I can confidently say that Factor's chef-crafted dishes Blow those out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors absolutely delicious. I'm talking about meals like artichoke and spinach chicken and spicy poblano beef bowls. Out of this world. But here's the best part. These meals are ready in just two minutes. No prepping, no cooking, no mess. Just heat and eat whenever you're hungry. And with over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, you'll never get bored. They've even got add-ons like smoothies and pancakes to keep you fueled up all day long. And if your schedule changes, no worries. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options without any cooking required. Plus, it's actually less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for Factor today and start eating better with zero efforts. Trust me, your taste buds will thank you. So head over to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off. That's code GRUMPY50 at factormeals.com slash GRUMPY50 to get 50% off. The link for Factor will be in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by Mood. Have you ever thought about elevating your THC experience, not to just feel good, but also to boost your creativity, focus, and energy? Well, I have some exciting news for all you cannabis enthusiasts. Mood has just launched their most potent product yet. Introducing the hemp-based THCA flower. This edition marks a new era in the legal THC world, and it's something you've got to try, along with Mood's fantastic range of flower, gummies, vapes, and more. And here's a treat. Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. I tried several of their products from the Uplifting Energized to the Mellow Chill, and I must say each provided a unique, enjoyable high. My favorite, definitely the Creative Strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and had me breezing through my projects. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA Flower, is a game-changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. 
What's even better is that all mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, Mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flour and convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy Mood's offerings. Try Mood's new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order in a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code GOG. That's hellomood.com, code GOG for 20% off your order in a free THCA pre-roll. Elevate your mood with Mood today. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to gog.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's gog.show slash VPN. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Media Candy. I am all caught up on Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and I have to say, Jason, with no spoilers, this might, might beat, might beat Next Generation yeah. if it keeps running and keeps staying as good as it is. See, I, the funny thing is, last night's episode was the first one. It was so good. It's the first one I got bored with halfway through and went off and did something else. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I I might have just been in a bad mood, but like I mean, I was cracking up. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> but I think I was just maybe just a little too tired because I turned off the TV and, and promptly fell asleep at eight thirty at night. So okay, guessing... I think I think I think you need to give it another go because I think it's actually been my favorite episode they've done so far. 
Okay. I will, I will definitely check it out because, uh, yeah, I started exercising in the morning because it's so hot here in Southern California. That by I eight, have noticed. By 8 o'clock at night, uh, I am so exhausted <laughs> that I just kind of fell asleep. But I'll check it out. But it is so good. It's such a great show. It is It is just great. The casting's magnificent. It's, it's all just really working really well. So kudos. Unfortunately, we probably won't be getting a new season anytime soon because now the actors have joined the writers in striking. So enjoy what you got. Enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it while it lasts. Reruns yeah. are our friends. Might I recommend checking out Picard Season 3 for the fifth time? It's yes. still just as good. And another show we won't be getting Season 2 of anytime soon that has wrapped up since we uh, took our break, Silo. Good ending. I It stuck. It stuck yep. the landing. Stuck the landing. Followed the book. Interesting what happens when you do that. <laughs> hey, in new news, uh, I got the notification that Foundation Season 2 just air- started airing last night. I'm Cared not, uh, nobody. Nope. <laughs> Not not even going to watch an episode. Not going to do it. I'm not going to give him the download. Yeah. I, I, I am I am hate protesting. I, I am just there's no no reason to watch that. The first season was so horrible, even if it wasn't, you know, completely not based on a book. It, it, it wasn't even it wasn't even a good sci fi show. It wasn't good. That was the biggest yeah. problem with it is it just wasn't very good. You know, the the special effects in the first episode where that cable came down and ripped apart the planet, hands down, some of the best, you know, shit I've seen on TV. Yeah. But after that, when they actually started using words, then it fell apart. It <laughs> fell apart words. when they started using words. They were, the problem is they ran everything through Bard. That's it. That's it. They were they were they were the Bard Alpha Alpha Test group. Um I have been watching Hijack on Apple mm-hmm. TV Plus. I'm really digging it. All right. I'm really digging it. Uh, my roommate and I, we we are excited when the new episodes drop. So I I, I recommend checking it out. I mean, you might want to wait till the whole thing is finished because it is one of those like every episode is way too short for what it's doing and ends on a cliffhanger. So if you don't like cliffhangers, uh, just wait till it's done. All right. Uh, I had a song stuck in my head that I was desperately trying to find, and I, I don't want to go back to like eight years ago and rant about how iTunes destroyed my libraries multiple times, and then I never reconstructed them, and I couldn't find anything. And, and I got you mean like you frustrated. just did? Yeah, like I just did. <laughs> so I couldn't remember what it was, and it just I just let it sit in the back of my mind for a couple of weeks, and eventually out popped a name, Vapor Space. That was it. So I immediately went to all my streaming music networks and looked for the song I was looking for and shockingly not on any of them. Okay. So then I had to go to the tube of the U and found it and found the exact one that I wanted. It was a CD single. I remember it being 33 minutes long of ambient and, and a little bit electronica, got a little bit ambient, got a little bit dancey too. A little bit rock but and I, roll, a little bit country. A little bit rock and roll, a little bit country. <laughs> Dolly Parton shows up at some point because she's everywhere right now. Yeah. Um, but it was it was just the best piece of music that I liked for like background concentration when I had to like write, write a proposal or a contract or I was coding or something like that. And I'm just thrilled that I actually finally found it. So it's in the in the show notes if anybody wants to give it a go but it's a just a great 32 33 minute piece of music it's fantastic in my 20s i would have loved this in my mm-hmm. 50s it is a little too frenetic for me i need <laughs> I, I enjoy it yeah i i need it i'd need drugs to listen you, to that. you want you want your straight up ambient this is this gets a little dancey it does it does yeah. I, I i need some recreational chemicals to to really get into that one but uh 
No, I totally get it, though. I mean, it remind it reminded me kind of the old Wipeout soundtrack from Wipeout 1. Oh, was, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, that was so good, so good. Um, I did end up watching the entirety of Black Mirror Season 6. All right. I, I fucking loved it. <laughs> I hate to say it. I fucking loved it. I, I really got to get into this and start watching it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the second episode, uh, when they're in space, I am going to have nightmares about probably forever. Or maybe it, I won't get into this. <laughs> but it was so good. Uh, the first episode and the last episode were just phenomenal. Um, right. Yeah. I, I I, really, really liked the whole season. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. Um what I didn't like, though, was Extraction 2. I tried to watch that. Me and my roommate tried to watch it. They are trying to do, like, turn everything into this one-take wonder mm-hmm. uh, when they go do these action scenes. And it is unfollowable. Uh, they have a problem, too, when it gets to the words. Um, not a good movie if you're looking for words that make sense. Um, it was just not great. Uh, we turned it off, like, halfway through the giant big prison break action scene we're just like all all i have to do all i have to do is read the blurb and know this is not for me back from the brink of death highly skilled commando tyler rake where did they come up with these names takes on another dangerous mission saving the imprisoned family of a ruthless gangster fuck that crap yeah extraction one was good that's the sad thing Um, okay i mean i had to go back and figure out what it was because i'm like extraction two i don't even remember seeing extraction then i went and watched it and it said and netflix is like you know hey you've watched this and you gave it a thumbs up i'm like okay let me go i have yeah and i watched it i'm like oh okay i kind of i I remember the ending i don't remember anything about the story but i remember Mm. it was covid popcorn um because nobody remembers anything they saw during covid not a damn thing Exactly. So it's like, ah, go back and rewatch the originals. Um, now, I, I found this one on Boing Boing this morning, and I just cracked up. Legal lullabies. Lull yourself to sleep with the soothing white noise of your favorite tech giant's terms of service. Close your eyes, drift away, or scroll down to join the 1% of technology users that claim to have read them from beginning to end. So Fantastic. That's yeah, awesome. You can, you can listen to the Instagram uh, terms of service or the TikTok terms of service. <laughs> <laughs> kudos kudos and, but you have to look at the url because <laughs> the url is everything oh that's good isn't it good don't don't spoil it don't spoil I'm not it spoiling it that's gotta good. go to the show notes and check it out <laughs> legal lullabies it's very awesome. clever guys whoever did that uh, uh slow clap yes exactly <laughs> um and speaking of slow uh, i've been watching a canadian cooking show <laughs> called mm-hmm. wall of chefs mm-hmm it is, what, do, what do they do with moose? Yeah, uh, they haven't had moose yet. They have had some bison. Um, mm-hmm. it, is, it is kind of like um, Guy's Grocery Games on Ambien. <laughs> it is really slow well, and really polite. Everybody is polite to one another. <laughs> to some degree, that is Canada to the U.S. Canada yeah. is uh, the U.S. on Ambien and polite and nice. Yeah. So if you want a cooking show that is polite and nice, it's from Food Chef Can- or not Food Chef, Food Network Canada. Um I it's it's actually quite enjoyable. We watch because we watch food shows at the end of the day to calm down and just have something nice to end the day on instead of things like right. then I go in my room and watch Black Mirror and I can't sleep for three days. But yes, um, it, it tempers the other stuff we watch. <laughs> my roommate goes in her room and she watches murder shows. So, you know, right, it's, it's right. kind of like it's kind of like a palate cleanser before we go watch them. It, it works stuff, out. But 
It does. But I just had to throw it in here because we've been watching it and it's I, I find it I find it surprisingly enjoying. I, I am so fucking 50 now. <laughs> well, I turned 52 in a couple of weeks. So that's that's it. I'm I'm going downhill. Um, yeah. And we don't have an at the library this week. I will next week. I got a couple of books I'm I'm finishing up. But uh, I found this one called Poop Fiction. <laughs> Great name. Great uh, name. It says stories to read in your time of need. <laughs> and it just gives you it pops out short stories. You pick a pick a time, you know, a time range that you're looking for for your your morning dump. And it will give you uh, a, a short story. I I was checking out a couple of the two to five minute ones and I got a bunch of Aesop's fables. So it's like project. They, they like take Project Gutenberg, I think, and slam it into here. So it's cute. So they take the free stuff that uh, all the AI companies could have scraped. I'm pretty sure the AI companies scraped that too. <laughs> I'm sure that there's a healthy dose of Project Gutenberg in every single AI. There you do want a be. good healthy dose when you're reading poop fiction. That's true. Yes. Ups and doodads. Well, I don't need know who needs poop fiction when you've got four Twitter clones running around that you can <laughs> pop up and sit and scroll forever. But uh, Meta's threads raced to 100 million users in under a week. Now, this is 99.9999% because you can just basically use your Instagram account yep. to sign up. There is yeah. no – it's it's a one-click sign-up. So. It's cheating is what it is. <laughs> yes, it trying, is. When they're comparing they're, they're, these stats, it's total cheating. Yes, it is. But it is proving to be popular. There's an awful lot of people over there. I see a lot of people posting on Twitter saying that they're not going to post on Twitter much anymore. They'll be over on Threads. Uh, lacking in a lot of the basic features, that's for sure. But you all know, of the basic be, features, they'll be rolling them out since they hired everybody that Elon fired. So, <laughs> oh god! So Boy. it'll be there eventually. I, you know, I, I'm on it. I, I look at it every now and then. What I think this is actually going to do is basically basically kill Blue Sky and probably. Uh, well, I mean, Mastodon's already dead. Nobody's yeah, talking Mastodon's about that done. Anymore. It's done. Yeah. 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 So it'll kill Blue Sky. Uh, Elon will kill Twitter himself, and uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the, I, I go on there, and all I'm doing is muting people because the the algorithm that just shoves shit in your face is terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One of the best posts I actually saw on Thread was, isn't it funny that all the people that you like looking at pictures from, from actually can't write for shit? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> You know, that's that's the real thing. It's like I, I know who these people are. I don't follow them on Twitter because I want to see their pretty pictures. I don't want to hear what they have to say. Mm -hmm. It's like dating a supermodel. <laughs> you want to see what they look like. You don't want to hear what they say. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so. And then I saw this in the news and I thought this was hilarious. Johnny Ives' first post-Apple hardware project. Guess what it is, Jason? What is it, Brian? A $60,000 turntable. Back to the future. Does it come with an extra one and a microphone so you can? Uh... What I love about this too is uh, he, this is from his Love From company. It's his yeah. latest project. It's a new model of a modular turntable that's been around for half a century. Now get this, designers in action. The two teams examined every aspect of the LP12, but couldn't change the turntable very much owing to concerns about impact over sound quality. So he basically put in bevels. That's for, it. For sixty thousand dollars. Oh no, no, Brian, it, Brian, Brian, there's a new there's a new circular aluminum power button instead of a plastic rocker. Ooh. Yes. And that's, the hinge, that's worth at least forty K. And the hinge is kind of like a dust cover now. So fucking yeah. ridiculous. So fucking stupid. Oh 
talk about uh, the oh man this so this guy you know I'm sure he started out great he did start out great we got yeah yes we, he did he, he started out great then he took away our ports and now he's just he's a fucking mad scientist making shit for nobody that's going to buy it or three people oh no sorry 250 people because that's all they're going to make of them 240 yeah. of which will sit in a warehouse exactly Jesus the dark side ha! With Dave. Welcome to the Dark Side with Dave, with podcast superhost Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the Cyberware podcast for all your cybersecurity news, the co host of Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, discussing how humans are mean, the co host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, because people are nosy, and the host of Control Loop, because industrial machines are coming for us. Hi, Dave. <laughs> Hello. How you doing? I've I'm hanging in there. I uh, <laughs> it's been a it's been a, a couple weeks since we've spoken, and turns out, uh, actually, last time we spoke, I had COVID. Oh no! One man. of us. One <laughs> yes. of us. Yes, thank you. Hopefully, so, not long COVID. This is the thing well, that's freaking everybody out right now. That's the thing. Who you never know, do you? Yeah. No. Uh, so I had what I thought was a chest cold during the second uh, weekend of my. My Hello Dolly run and, um, you know, just some uh, chest congestion. Um, that was really about it. And then my wife got sick and uh, she lost her sense of taste and smell. So she tested for COVID and sure enough had it. And so I tested for COVID. Sure enough, had it. Um, and this was, I'm after, blame this was after the performances? Yes. So See, you I'll... get a free gift for every time. I'm, I'm going to blame. I'm going to blame the mustache. I think the flavor saver caught it and uh, sucked it into you. I think so. I think yeah. so. I, I, was, I think that's scientifically sound. I think for everyone in the audience, I was a COVID cannon. Uh, just oh no, spewing, oh, no. <laughs> spewing it out there. But um, uh, you know, um, so my wife was sick and I was sick, but then I got the fatigue hit me. And which was just yeah, that weird. was no joke. No, it's not, and and it just came out of nowhere. I'd be just bopping along, not feeling, you know, maybe not a hundred percent myself, but then all of a sudden, bam, hit the brick wall and just mm. ooh, no energy. Uh, and then the other very strange thing I had was some nausea, where and it was um, I could be sitting here looking at my computer and just reading some stuff, and I would get motion sickness. Mm. That's all the gin you drink, so don't worry about that. <laughs> that was actually the certainly, booze, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that could be a contributing factor, certainly. I'm, I'm not cutting back on that. Yeah, seriously. So, uh, <laughs> but, so that was weird, like sudden onset, you know, nausea, vomiting, all that fun stuff. So I, I think I tried to come back to work a little too soon. So I took a few days off and eased back in. Um, I'd say I'm 90% back to normal now, as normal Interestingly, as ever Interestingly, though, the, the few days that Dave took off, podcast listening dipped because there was a lack of shows. <laughs> Globally? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the impact was noticed. Yeah, yeah. Right. The, uh, the Apple charts just took a day off. Yeah. <laughs> so this was my first time with COVID that I know of, and uh, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. I, I, I think my case was mild and I'm happy to have had all of my shots and all that stuff and I'm happy to have gone this long and I'm happy that I had a relatively mild case but man if this was mild I just uh, my heart goes out to the people who 
suffered serious cases and also the people who are suffering with long COVID because yeah. it, it is no joke. Yep. Yeah, long COVID's tough. I know a bunch of people that have it, and it's it's a fucker. Yeah, me too. It's, it's a it's fucker. Insane. Yeah. 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 So that's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to hear. No, it's good to be back. It, it, it's Late frustrating. Late to the game, but uh, yeah. you finally made it. Yeah. It's frustrating because it's not like I'm knocked on my butt like I have the flu or something and I can't do anything. It's just it's it's been very slow healing process and so I want to be getting better faster than I am and I just need to and everyone keeps telling me don't push it this is don't not one push that you can, it exactly you cannot push through this one you've got to respect it and so I've been trying to do that and you know take little naps and things and so far so good and I think I'm I'm on the the better side of it so we'll cross our fingers and hope there are no lingering effects here so far you know no brain fog or any of that stuff but none how would i know the usual right right um another thing i, I since we recorded last time and it was a couple of weeks ago because we took off for the the fourth of july i keep thinking about brian you describing yourself all punked out at disneyland yep and it just strikes to me like that is a perfect far side cartoon you know, like just imagine the Gary Larson style, these guys with, you know, uh, spiked hair and tattoos and things and, and uh, you know, innocent little, you know, uh, corn-fed girls from the, the, the middle yeah. of the country coming through. And, and somehow, I don't know, somehow it's just a different category of punks who choose to, to do their hunting at Disneyland. It just strikes hunting. me as being inherently <laughs> funny. Yeah. You know, well, uh, <laughs> actually, funny, funny enough, I'm, I will be at Disneyland tomorrow of all. Oh. I'm taking <laughs> taking the kid. I, I will not be looking like I did back in the day, but uh, oh, I'll definitely see if I can dig out some photos. Maybe I'll, I'll yeah. see if I can find some to share. Lock well, up your about, women and hide the fried chicken. <laughs> think about how many people's vacation photos you are inadvertently in. Inadvertently uh, and vertently because uh, they, they definitely <laughs> wanted to take photos with us. So. Right, right. Yeah. See, I keep wondering about that with facial recognition <laughs> Um, because sometimes I look at the, our photos from Disneyland or Disney World or whatever, vacationing, and there are people in the background. And I think like, you know, that's a photo that I look at regularly because it's in my rotation of, oh, look, it's a nice picture of my kids or my wife or my family or my mom or whatever. But there's someone in the background who's clearly there. And I think that person is part of my family photos. I have no idea who they are and I never will. But I wonder if with facial you can't recognition. find out now. Well, this like it just would Facebook automatically tag them now? It might. They used I to. I don't think they do anymore. They said they threw out all the facial data. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, supposedly. But uh, there are there <laughs> are other places you can go for that. Sure. Sure. Yep. Yep. Well, try I have fun at Disneyland. You can always try Tin Eye. That works. Uh, I'm looking forward to Disneyland and the you know not so much the bill. I can't believe how expensive it is for a family oh of just gosh. three to go, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it should be fun. Yeah, yeah. No, you'll. Uh, yeah, I have a great time. I hear the crowds are down too, which is nice. Yeah, I've heard that as well. It's, uh, I think they're just overpricing now. It's it's re you have to. It's not affordable as a family vacation anymore. No, no. I I heard the term this week. Uh, someone referred to it as revenge travel, which is where um, people are people who couldn't travel during COVID uh, had to get out and were traveling, and that was a part of why we saw the big spike in traffic yeah. at places like Disney World. And yeah. now it seems as though we're done with the revenge travel, and yeah. so they're 
going back down to regular attendance levels, which is good, but yeah. still crazy expensive. And, and people having to go back into the office a little bit, so you can't uh, just have your phone on you and pretend you're working while you're actually taking a vacation with the kids. Right. I'm not saying that people do that, but <laughs> I am going on a nice. Saturday. Thank you very much. There you go. There you In go. one of the hottest weekends of uh, Southern California. I know. History. All it's right. going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. <laughs> they should give you a discount when the weather just sucks that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I guess you get to go on more rides. Fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to do a little follow up on my Fourth uh, of July movie marathon. Mm-hmm. Ah. I started watching. I, I the first movie I picked was Fight Club. Okay. Uh, it turns out every movie on that list I have seen so many times I could not give a flying fuck if I ever see it again. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I was yeah. so bored, so bored. I know all the words, I know all the beats, and uh, yeah, it really didn't do it. And then uh, so I just scrapped it and started to find new movies to watch. So I watched uh, Everything Everywhere all at once. Finally, okay. I sat down yep. and got through it, and God, what a great little movie that was. <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. Um, So uh, just out of the blue, I saw this, which I thought I I might try sometime. And this is from um, uh, what's his name? Austin Kleon. He's a a pretty good writer. He wrote a book called Steal Like an Artist, which I covered on the show a long time ago. Uh, He wrote an article back in 2020 called In Praise of Watching Your Favorite Movies in Black and White. Mm -hmm. And it kind of works. Oh, yeah. It totally works. Uh, So I'm going to end up going through and and try to watch. I don't have it set up so I can watch those those movies in black and white unless I do it on my computer, which is no fun with a 75-inch TV in front of me. I want to figure uh, that out. I was about out. to say, you have a 7,000-inch TV and now you're going to watch your movies <laughs> in black and white on it. Yeah, I mean, can't well, you just it, turn the color all the way down on the TV? I guess I can. I'll just hit the saturation button and knock it yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. You, you go for the easy answer. I'm sitting here trying to re-encode and <laughs> well, figure out I which mean... codec to use. You're just like, turn the color Jason's, off, dipshit. Yeah, Bouncing <laughs> it from his laptop to the moon I realize. and back to the TV. Yeah, yeah. This means you have to locate the original remote, which... <laughs> well, God knows where that is. Yeah. Uh, well, my yeah. TV has uh, has Alexa, so I could just maybe tell Alexa, make it black and white, see if that works. Oh, there was a I don't know a those large years. language models. When you throw in the word "black," you can get some pretty, uh, pretty suspect yeah. responses. Yeah, right, right. It'll just start there playing was, uh, Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> there was a project a few years ago, and I'm trying to remember who it was. It was one of the big name directors did a version of Raiders of the Lost Ark in black and white hmm. that he put out. Um, and I want to uh, which one? Oh, Steven Soderbergh. That's who you're talking okay, about. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Yes. That would be go. the first ding, sentence ding, ding, in ding, the ding. article that I posted into the show notes. There you go. All right. So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and I think obviously Raiders <laughs> is a perfect movie for for a black and white treatment. Yeah. I, I mean it's know. beige anyway. I, it's like beige and white. I like Sorry. color. <laughs> I'm not down with this. Oh, see, I, I like color black too. Black and white photography. So I'm I'm always down with black and white anytime, any chance I can get. I do like the black and white cookies. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are good. This brings me to something that um, I I find more and more annoying and distracting in modern cinema and television and all that stuff, which is uh, the trend in modern color correction, which basically turns everything into a duotone. Yep. Where (laughs) skin tones are parange and every shadow is teal. Yep, right. that would be yeah, yeah. Joker was really bad with that. Yeah, that was the latest one that was just terrible. 
And I, I, I just I find it distracting. And I I hope I hope we get past it because the world is more than two colors. And yes. I get yeah. it. It makes everything pop, but it, it just seems like this it's this fashion right now for all of the folks doing uh, the color correction and all these films, but mm-hmm. come on, you know, not every shadow is is a brilliant teal. Yeah, Lutz gone wild. Is what it's like the that. it's it's the movie uh, movie equivalent of like music in the eighties, where everything was like so everybody was so coked out. It's all high end and like right, just tell immediately. Visual version of Simmons digital drums, yes, or the Axel F theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm just going to say I want to give it a shot on some of the old ones, see if it really – if it helps. But I, I got a feeling it's not – because I just know these movies so well. Well, so Jason, well. maybe it's time for you to watch some new movies. Just yes, put there expand, are no new movies. <laughs> expand the repertoire. Do <laughs> you have any so, idea how many movies I've seen? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Well, you know what? We have a poster down in our uh, – where we watch movies in our house, our little, our little homebrew home theater, and it's the – I want to say it's like the the AFI's list of the top 100 movies and it's a scratch off poster so as mm. you watch each movie you scratch off the I think it reveals the movie poster underneath. Oh but is it scratch and sniff? Oh no that you would can, be You can smell it, Helena Bonham Carter and Mike. Definitely. <laughs> I was going to say there're definitely some movies I don't want to smell. <laughs> yeah. Um but that might be a good way to go at it. You let, in other words let someone else's list guide you and you're going to see some stinkers but the AFI's movie list is probably more good than bad. Last mm-hmm. time I checked, I've seen over collection. Yeah, I've yeah. seen over eighty of those okay. <laughs> out of the hundred. So okay. I guess I can well, hit the, the got twenty the, to go. The, the twenty yeah. to go, <laughs> and and yeah. some of them are probably originally in black and white, so you don't even have to do your fancy bounce it to the moon thing. Yeah, That's Criterion right. definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Although I've seen Seven Samurai a gazillion times too, but hey, whatever. Um, but I did watch the Ashley Madison Affair that came out uh, last week on Hulu. Um, yeah. Did you guys get a chance to check that one out? No, no. I have extremely no well done. <laughs> Is it? It's extremely well done, and you get to see all the people that we uh, we always talk about. Krebs is in it. J- or Joseph Cox yeah. is in it. Uh, I was about to say, and Pwned. you get to see all the people that were busted being on Ashley Madison. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. Uh, it's a, it's a really good show. It's only three parts. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. My roommate enjoyed it. Um, she's not a you know a techie nerd, but she loves juice and gossip, <laughs> and that was about all that thing was about. Yeah. So it's it's actually really a really good telling of the hack and the story of Ashley Madison. So right. who knew? I I yeah. I'll trust you on that one. I, I just not it's not something that interests me. And I guess maybe I, we covered it so much when it was mm-hmm. happening. I just right. feel yeah, eh. a little PTSD. Just, I guess it, I don't want to. Yeah, it, like my wife says, when she goes to the movies, she wants to leave feeling better than she did when she went in. And I just have the feeling this is going to make me feel yucky. Yeah, I, I'm there. I, I think it's a kid thing. Once you have a kid, you just don't want to watch a lot of things anymore that, that make you feel bad. I've definitely noticed that happen to me over the past couple <laughs> right, years. Right, like, right. I, I know I should go watch a, a Black Mirror, but I just don't want to. I want to feel happy. <laughs> right. This didn't make me. This didn't leave me feeling bad. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> You know how that goes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I, I put a couple of things in here that uh, caught my eye this week. One was the trailer for the new Willy Wonka movie. Have you guys I seen I can't this? believe we're rebooting at such a, an incredible clip these days. 
Yeah. So here's the thing for me. If you had asked me, you know, to name my top ten movies that I wish they would just leave alone, yeah, Willy yeah, Wonka would be one of them. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You're not. You're not going to touch Gene Wilder's performance. You're just no. not. No. Yeah. You're not. Um, actually, my son, my youngest son, uh, when this trailer came out, he went and watched the original Willy Wonka movie. Uh, mm-hmm. It just, you know, just, and he'd seen it before, but he came to me and said, man, dad, that movie is dark. Yes, it is. <laughs> said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It There's is. No uh, also, um, way of knowing. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that boat ride. Oh, my yep. gosh. Um, a good trivia question, by the way, if you want to win a bar bet is uh, what – what studio produced the original Willy Wonka movie? Oh, no idea. No idea. Any guesses, Jason? Uh, MGM. It was underwritten by the Quaker Oats Company. Yeah, nice. wouldn't have picked that one. <laughs> <laughs> because not a studio. Well, yeah, yeah, it was not their in the only choice. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, it was their only foray into financing films, and I, it went well for them. So I don't, you know, but yeah, so. Take the money video. and run. Yeah, Do you absolutely. know who financed the first Monty Python movie? Oh, yeah. Wasn't it like uh, the guys from Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin and George Harrison, yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so sorry. Back to what this studio trailer? financed the first Monty <laughs> Python movie? Yes, to stick with the theme of um... right. Apple, Apple Records. Um, so back to this trailer. Uh I'm open-minded about it mainly because it's from the guy who directed the Paddington movie, which I thought was wonderful. So, I, I, yeah, I did enjoy that as well. I watched that with the kid, and it was it was good. It, look, anything's going to be better than that uh, Johnny Depp Tim Burton version. That was just horrific. Right, right. So I think it's hard to tell if this is going to be a musical or not. It seems like maybe it's going to be, but they're trying to soft pedal that in the trailer because they don't want to scare people away. Right. Um, but I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to enough to want to know more. And I would have thought I would have been totally turned off by this. So we'll yeah. see. The trailer looks all right. I, I will definitely give it a go or at least see what the what people are saying about it. Right. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. And the last thing I put in here was uh, just – it's just silly and stupid, but it made me laugh. So I thought I'd share. Uh, evidently, there's someone, uh, a musician who puts metal soundtracks to uh, evangelical preachers doing their <laughs> preaching. And in this case, they took uh, Kenneth Copeland's daughter and put just a perfect metal soundtrack behind her. And boy, yeah. does it work. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I I kind of wish they didn't do the split screen on the video. I just kind of want them and without seeing the hair guy playing with <laughs> right, the music, right. but, uh, but right. very very funny. Yes. Right. Yeah, because it's funny in that it it's making fun of both the yes. evangelical preacher and the metal, you know, yes. like <laughs> and they're they're not that far from each other as perhaps you'd think they were. So there's a whole genre of videos out there, Dave, that you might appreciate um, that uh, that's been popping up in my feed recently, and they're they're equally hilarious. It's um, it's like religious songs that go way harder than you expect them to, and there's some oh, people really? that have written some crazy ass songs. Okay, it's very good. I'll have to send you a link to one or two. Yeah. Well, I think I told you when when we did our Disney trip uh, back in March, um, just how shocked we were at how dark the Country Bear Jamboree is. <laughs> yeah, 
So, oof. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was different times back then. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah, look, and Willy Wonka. I mean, yeah. Oof. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's what I have this week. I'm going to go uh, maybe take a nap and try to heal some more. But uh, Recover. It's, it's good. Right. Yeah, it's good to be back. Good catching up. And Brian, have a great time at Disneyland. Yep. I look forward uh, to your report. I'm going to go rob a <laughs> bank so I can pay for some food while we're there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Closing shout out. Over at Patreon, we've got Leslie, Mike, Ryan, and Brandon. Thank you, new folks. Thanks. Let's go, Brandon. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I've been on Twitter too much. Over at <laughs> PayPal, we've got Thomas, Nicola, Benjamin, Linda, Nikolai, Sherry, Miles, Natalie, Edward, Ralph, and Gregory with the big old 50 bucks. That doggy. almost gets gets us to being able to buy one of those turntables, Jason. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least the dust cover or aluminum <laughs> power button. <laughs> Over at the tip jar, we've got Mario, Christopher, Matthew, Ashley, Linda, Jeff, Joseph, Theodore, and we've got Chris and Nicholas both with the $50 contributions. Woohoo! All right. Damn, and we've got. Rock and uh, roll. New, yeah, that's pretty good. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we got one new review, five stars from Bogwitch. Gits is right. The podcast is great, seriously, but why don't Jason and Brian allow my old review to be listed on their website? Gits. No clue what Bogwitch is talking about. Uh, well, when you post a review on the website, if you do it directly on the website, we have to go through and hit OK, show it. And oh. that takes Oop. effort on our side. And I do it every now and again. Uh, I didn't even know we had to do that. Yeah, that's why I do it, not you. <laughs> um, but every time I go in there, there's about 450 Viagra and Cialis comments that people have botted our way. So I have to be able to, you know, sit there and do that. I, maybe I should do that on the pooper instead of... Uh, Clash, poop Clash Royale and yeah. <laughs> poop and poop reads. <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, everybody, just to let you know, uh, a couple of people have written in about buying our discounted ads. I will get back to you this week. We have been on vacation, so just I'm um, getting caught up. Um, but if you're interested in running an ad on Grumpy Old Geeks, drop me an email, Jason at Grumpy Old Geeks. We are running a sale, more than half off. Uh, you may have heard on our previous episode, our show fan who bought us our awesome, awesome ad. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, in the upcoming weeks, we are going to have uh, basically a, a fire sale right now because it's summer and everything's on fire. Fire, yes. fire, and fire. we will promote your shit. We nothing. will promote your shit for uh, pennies a on the over dollar. Nothing. <laughs> a little over nothing. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schellmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. Show notes and links to everything we talked about today are at GOG.show slash 609. GOG.show slash donate is the place to drop us a few bills so we can keep bringing you this top-notch entertainment. Woo! Sharing the show with your friends, enemies, or anyone in between is free and can be almost as good as cash. Almost. Jason changes this every week. No, At this GOG is the same to- one. I forgot to change it this week, as a matter of fact. <laughs> okay. Well, we took a week off. I don't remember it. Yeah. At GOG.show, you can find a link to our Discord channel if you want to chat with us and other show fans. Head over to GOG.show slash contact to send us your feedback, comments, or links to cool shit you think we should talk about. GOG.show slash review is where you can toss us a review and preferably five stars that we can read on the air. Stay grumpy.